You with SAFM? Are we going to talk? Um, yeah, we are. We are going to talk about silent strokes now. Uh, it's worrying. We're hearing a lot about silent strokes now, attributed to limited symptoms and incidents are happening more frequently amongst persons under the age of 40 as well. Let's find out more with Dr. Alan Peter, who's a medical practitioner and pulmonologist at the Chris Hani Baraguanath Hospital. Uh, Doc, thank you very much for joining us. Are we seeing more strokes, and I know there's a variety of them, but in general, of, of people getting younger and younger? Uh, yes, um, uh, John. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, young strokes are usually strokes under the age of 50, mm. and about 30% of all strokes uh, are classified as young strokes. Um, so, And there's no sex difference. Males are equally affected as females. Mm. Um, there is a slight increase in the Afro-African population. I hate using the term black or white. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, Afro-African population, uh, even though it's small, it's 22 per 100,000, it's exactly double of the Euro-African population, sure. around 11.3 per 100,000. But that's still small, you know, 11 people per 100,000 versus 22. Mm. Um and uh, in the Afro-African population, it's often associated with infection uh, previous. And in the Euro-African population, more the classical obesity, diabetes, uh, and high blood pressure. So, yeah, strokes are a, a constant concern. We probably maybe pick them up uh, at different times of the year. Uh, there's certain behavioral characteristics at this time of the year that might uh, predispose us to strokes. And one of them may be binge drinking. Mm. Um, more than six drinks in a session for a man and more than four drinks, those are standard drinks uh, in a session for a woman, uh, almost doubles the risk uh, of a stroke. Um, when we talk about silent strokes, we basically refer to a TIA, a transient ischemic attack. And I'd like to, I like to refer to that as brain angina. <laughs> um, so there's decrease blood supply uh, blood supply to the brain but right. not enough to kill off brain cells sure. and the worrying thing about a silent um, stroke so to speak or transient ischemic attack is that within the next week you've got a, quite a high chance of actually having a proper stroke mm. and usually in some of the stroke studies people who've had a proper stroke 23 percent of those have reported symptoms in the previous week. So that needs to be uh, treated with uh, urgency. Okay. Before we go any further, Dr. Alan Peter, what is a stroke? So a a stroke is a blood deficit to the brain such as to cause uh, permanent neurological damage. Um, When we say permanent, it may recover. You get your best recovery in six months. So you have brain cells that begin to die because they don't have sufficient oxygen. Uh, and an ischemic attack used to be, the definition used to be uh, where you would recover within 24 hours. The studies have shown that 50% of patients who have associated recovery in 24 hours have microinfarcts in the brain. So loss of blood supply, like a heart attack that causes heart muscle damage, a stroke is a brain attack that causes brain tissue damage. And that's classically due to decreased blood supply. Other things like tumors can cause that as they impinge on the blood supply as well. 
Or a bleed if you have rupture into the into the brain of a vessel. Okay, so let's talk about the silent stroke, which, as you say, is is not as bad, but will, as you say, it, the next week bad things can happen. What should one look out for in a silent stroke that could be a, a warning sign? So the classic um, mnemonic is fast. If anything happens to your face, it droops to one side, you have difficulty speaking, you're unable to keep your arms up, or you have one limb or one leg that doesn't work properly if your speech is slurred, uh, and then time. Uh, you need to move quickly. Mm. Um, there, are how, there are, however, syndromes that may be associated with the same kind of symptoms but um, are, are not a stroke. Uh, and one of those could be a fainting episode, so the patients had syncopal episodes. It might be a prodrome to uh, a, a migraine uh, as well. And you might have these deficits after an epileptic seizure. So those are the three things that will mimic this, but aren't a silent stroke. But if you exclude those three, you need to act quickly because you don't know whether this, these symptoms are going to last more than an hour or will abate in an hour. Often because people don't have decent transport to hospital, mm. they find that they've had these symptoms and they recovered. Uh, but you still need to see uh, your medical doctor and have tests done pretty urgently because, as I say, within the next seven days, there is a risk of a proper stroke taking place. How do you... Um, and Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and the best treatment you can do immediately um, is to take an aspirin okay. uh, if, these, if these things occur. So you chew an aspirin, later the, your medical practitioner will decide whether they add a second antiplatelet drug or lower your blood pressure or investigate you for your, your risks uh, for TIA. And some of those risks are diabetes... Uh, overweight, uh, smoking, HIV, and blood pressure. Um, blood pressure, 25% of this population has got high blood pressure. Uh, and it was so common, they called it essential hypertension because <laughs> they, they, they kind of thought it was uh, essential yeah. for living, but yeah. it's not. Sure. Uh, so everyone should know their blood pressure levels. Everyone should know their glucose levels. You must know your HIV status. If you're smoking, you have to stop. Uh, and the most difficult thing for all of us is regular exercise, mm. they say three times a week, but that's almost impossible. And then the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet has been voted the best diet for three years running, um, and that's something that we can we maybe can subscribe to. Uh, Doc, the, the conspiracy theorists have jumped on the social media saying it's the, it's the vaccine that's causing all these young people to have strokes. What's your view on that? Oh, um vaccinations have probably been the most important uh, advancement in medical science and saved us from smallpox um, and uh, rampant illness throughout the centuries. And at every single stage and every single vaccine, we've had the naysayers. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the vaccine is minus, absolutely minuscule. And the, the side effects of not having a vaccine are actually catastrophic. A simple example is the Spanish flu uh, that occurred in 1914, uh, 1917 and later in uh, 1921 or 22, which mm. took out 70, 50 million people died as a result of influenza. Um, and those, we, this doesn't happen anymore because we take the flu vaccine and we've got uh, vaccinologists right. on board. So 
those people must subscribe to the Flat Earth Society and uh, <laughs> do what they need to do. <laughs> All right, let's just go through the, the, the danger signs. As, as everybody's sitting now, I'm sure, uh, after a couple of glasses of wine or some beers, I know that I'm part of this as well, the, the risk factors. What creates a higher risk of having a stroke? Right, so there are non-modifiable risk factors and that, unfortunately, would be ethnicity and mm. age. Okay. Uh, once over the age of 60, you can't wind back the clock. Um, but the modifiable risk factors, by far, the most important is your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. If you have high blood pressure, you have three to four times a higher risk of having a stroke than one who doesn't. If you've got diabetes, you have a one and a half times risk of having a stroke. Um, if you smoke, you have double the risk of having a stroke. And that's the same as binge drinking, except you smoke every day. So the equivalent mm. is binge drinking every day. Mm. Um, so you have to stop, sm- stop smoking. And I gave an interview previously on vaping, and vaping mm. has created nicotine addicts. So the minute we stop the vaping amongst young people, that increases their risk of becoming nicotine addicts and later smoking, uh, the better. So smoking is an absolute no-no. And HIV, the risk of having a stroke with HIV is in between 1% and 5% of all HIV patients will present with a stroke, which is much higher than the 22 or the 11 mm. per 100,000. That translates into 1,000 per 100,000 wow. uh, if you're HIV positive. And then you mentioned the diet. A, a, a good, healthy diet doesn't have to be hold everything back, but a, a good, healthy diet is always a good a thing. A good, healthy diet, a Mediterranean diet, olive oil, fish, and for those who uh, may, maybe find joy in this next statement, moderate alcohol use. Two <laughs> drinks, one to two drinks a day yeah. actually lowers your risk of stroke. But binge drinking mm. uh, is a no-no. And if you can't tell the difference, then rather stay away. Um, also, recreational drug use is a risk as well. But maybe that's more problem in South America. Um, but amphetamines, cocaine, mm. heroin, and cannabis also increase your risk of stroke. Dr. Alan Peter, thank you very much. Medical practitioner and pulmonologist at the Chris Harney Baragwanath Academic Hospital.